Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. Show dog. It's WrestleMania 15. <laughs> Main event, The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Gola. Whitey, again, that motherfucker just hit a third. Suck my dick, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, holy fuck, that guy hit some tanks, baby. And KG. It's, it's tough. As I, can, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm sorry. I just got worked up about Girardi. I fucking hate the guy. <laughs> Bringing you hot take after hot take. It's BDB. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. After a long break, a week off, the boys are back talking all sports, not much of sports going on, but we're talking it. Um, how was your How was your week, uh, Vagola? You were on vacation. Kick it off. Uh, it was good. It was good, man. It's good to get away. Um, but glad to be home. Not glad to be going back to work tomorrow, but I am uh, mm-hmm. glad to be glad to be home. So, but it was a good week. I've got a really bad memory, and um. This this past this these past couple days the weather has been incredible. I can't remember if you guys week off was really good weather, but I feel like it was. Yeah, it was great weather. Like we had, it was yeah, it was pretty good up there. I mean, we had. I don't know if it got above seventy five degrees. Well, um, you're in a different time zone and almost in the Arctic Circle up there, so I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. So, yeah. but it was nice though. I mean, most days it was. We may it may have hit eighty a day or two, but it was uh, pretty nice for the most part. Yeah. Pond pretty refreshing. Cold. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice because it was like still getting down to like fifty at night, so it was like sleeping mm-hmm. was pretty comfortable, and then mm-hmm. uh, the the lake was definitely the lake felt good, so um, way better than the ocean. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Fresh water is. A zillion times better than the ocean. Yeah. How was your week, Sherry? It was good. I crushed a million beers. Um, maybe even a zillion. Uh, a lot of Twisted Teas happened this weekend. I didn't see that coming. Um, twisted Teas were good. And then uh, that I was that I was set the pace in the day. And then we went to uh, shout out Natty. So Natty's came through. They sent uh, three 30-packs our way. Um, Crushed it. And we just we just sipped on those all week long um, on the boat, um, on the shorelines, golfing. We did it all. Um, good week and uh, lots of beers. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. That's tough to beat. Um, so we've done a lot of starting fives while we've been done doing the show. And there's been some pretty clear cut number ones like. Best basketball player, Jordan. Best football player, like Brady. I can't remember all the other things. But easily, far and away, the the easiest number one of all of the number ones we've done is things that suck when you get old, and it's to hangover. Because yeah. your boy was hung titties the day after gonna, the 4th of July. I was going to say, you rolled with us one night, and I uh, <laughs> saw the photos. Yeah, I didn't even know she took photos of it. And then she was FaceTiming someone and like, oh, we saw some photos. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, 
you took photos of me throwing up? She's like, I sure did. So, <laughs> well, let's be real. Katie would have been also uh, hung titty if she didn't fall asleep at 10, a, 10 p.m. So, yeah, she got she got a pretty good nap in over there. So, yeah. But that's the first time I've thrown up in a long ass time, dude. And um, I didn't even have any heart stuff. It was just I was so hungover from drinking beers for like I don't know, fucking fourteen hours or something like that. That. It just got to me, dude. Did you uh, jump in on the train of those those hard nips that were getting passed around? That were like the <laughs> most disgusting thing in the world. Those were rugged. I took a sip and I couldn't even finish it. Oh. I'll admit it. Yeah, okay. they were not good. You ever had those gold? They're like called like oh. 99ers or something or 99 proofers or something like that. Oh. Every, they're, they're like no name, no name sh- uh, nips, but everyone is 50% alcohol and they're just oh. all random flavors like pineapple and I don't know, no. cotton candy and shit like that, but they were fucking I uh, rugged. I don't no, I don't think so. Um your boy threw up too, right at the beginning of uh last well, not last mm. Thursday, but right before I was getting ready to go on vacation there, woke up at uh quarter five and I was like, Holy fuck, I do not feel good right now. Got dressed, get it whatever get what I had to do for work and uh sitting on the couch getting ready to leave for work and I was like uh-oh. Fucking sprinted in our bathroom and just started just started puking. I don't know what I had to have eaten something. We did some uh uh like salad bag things or whatever, and I don't know if the lettuce and the shit that was in mine was bad and it just said not sit with me, but I was fucking hunched for like two and a half days. Threw up a couple times Thursday, didn't throw up Friday or Saturday, but I did not feel good, so um not fun. But, no, but I did not, uh, I didn't throw up because I was hungover. I don't even think I was hungover any day while I was on vacation. Um, that is a fucking you fantastic hit, you hit vacation. the over man. or the under on 90 beers? Oh, it's definitely the under, man. I, the, it's, I didn't realize like how much more difficult it is with two kids to like really get after it like every yeah. fucking day. Mm-hmm. Like when it was like, when like when it was just rye. It was like, okay, one day, like, Lid could kind of go, and then the next day, but, like, when there's two of them, you just, you're fucking constantly chasing them around. Yeah. And, like, especially with Max, because, like, we can't really have him in the sun too mm-hmm. much. And then, like, so it was just, yeah, I don't know. I think I think the most I hit was, like, 11 one day. Um, but that was about it. I didn't, uh, I'll tell you one thing, though. I played golf on Wednesday. I went up to the course by myself. And I got nine, I got uh, three beers to start. I'm like, yeah, that should be just sip on them as I go. Well, the first two or three holes were so fucking slow. So I had so much time. So I ended up having like six high noons before the round was over with. I got back down. I, and I you can play that course like an hour and a half by myself. Maybe not. I was fucking buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> like I get down to the camp and I'm like, holy shit. It's like, uh. Jeff's and Pierce, I'm like, yeah, they went down pretty fucking easy too. I was but, thinking uh, of this. I was thinking of this because like the proximity to the camp to the golf course is very close. Do you drive your truck from the camp to the course? No, I walk. I know. I just I know it's very short walk. I just was very I was curious, like with carrying no. your bag up that hill and you know, whatnot. No, it's not a big deal. It's both you no, we actually walked that hill. We pretty much walked every I don't know. Every once or twice a day, we went on a little loop. It was about a mile, mile and a half, nothing too long, but um, so we walked out quite a bit. 
So I I puked, Gola puked, non-related to beers or anything like that. Sure, did you throw up at all? No. No, I Short actually probably get hung over. I smashed drinks, but like it's weird having a kid now. Like I can't tell you. Like it started earlier. Like I I'm I'm getting up at like seven in the morning having coffee and like cooking breakfast and like cleaning up cleaning the place from the night before. Um, getting older and more mature, and then starting my drinks earlier. But like my nine o'clock would hit, and it was like done like where i'm at is my peak i'm not going you know i used to get on that train right to blackout city and uh that train doesn't i don't get on the train so um but like fourth of july like i think i left your camp at like 1 30 yeah we were still drinking them okay that's what i'm saying like that that's what did me and i think it was that i drank until 1 30 you know i don't you think know, i went well, to bed much later than that though i think once you guys left it was pretty much it because yeah yeah, it was fun. I I had a great time. I, I I even as shitty as I felt on the next day on the fifth, I still would have fucking done it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that's a sign if of an alcoholic guys... or whatever, but it, I had a great yep. time. <laughs> no, my my buddy, like I mean, Drew was there for a while, so like he's really good at like getting up early as well and uh, jumping in the in the pond and then like coming out with a twisted tea. I'm like, did do that you... twisted tea go in the pond with you, or did it come out? Like, what? Where did that thing come from? But I guess that's when they start. Do you know anyone who falls more towards peer pressure than DP? <laughs> we were like, no, listen, we were like, hey, like, I got to work tomorrow. We're going to Gainesville. We're going to Gainesville and Jack can't go anymore. How about you just come to Gainesville with us? Fuck it. I'll go. Like, He's like, who plays there? The Seminoles? I'm like, no, the fucking Gators. He's like, yeah, let's go. Bang. I'm like, literally like, hey, we're booking our tickets right now. He's like, all right, send you money. I'm like, hey, we're getting a flight right now. Here it is. He's like, booked. All right, let's fucking go. <laughs> Little peer pressure. He just falls. He's so easy to do it. I, I love it. I, I don't, uh, going back to the over and under on the over 90 beers, I don't actually think I would have hit it. I'm trying to think like what I, and I'll look at that note you sent, shared G. Mm-hmm. So I didn't put in Saturdays, which I think I had about six. So I think I ended up with like 68. I don't think I, I would have come close, but I don't think I would have hit a bot. There was a little wrinkle in the whole thing. So um, we got up there Friday morning. My uncle got up there Friday and then my Matt and John, my cousins and their wives and kids got up there on Saturday. So like we, I kind of go over, say hi, you know, whatever, not a big deal. So Monday morning rolls around and the, Lynn and her mom and her cousin Emily, they went on a boat ride. I didn't feel like going, so I took Max for a walk. So I walk over to my uncle's camp, and I was going to say hi to him. My cousin, one of my cousins comes up. He's like, hey, I just want to let you know, my uncle's girlfriend didn't feel well Monday, so she tested positive for COVID, and she is up there with them all week. So we kind of like, I probably would have had like a few more beers yep. during the day if I was like over there hanging out with them. Um, so that probably brought the total i don't think i I don't even know if i would hit 90 that's another like 22 beers but that did throw a little bit of a a wrench into the whole plan because we didn't um yeah i weren't over there with them all as much as i probably would have been but um anyways but i think everybody else that was up there they were testing during the week everybody was fine so it's good so big news out of maine today i was just gonna say and then well, we had a three and a half hour car ride home that took about five, five and a half because Yummy. my that son wouldn't great. stop shitting. My son wouldn't stop shitting himself and would freak out every time he did it. So, oh. 
it was but i will say this it's not the longest ride we had the first year we had rye she was born in may we went up in july it was like six and a half hours home we stopped it's four fucking or five disgusting times. Whoa. dude we had to stop with the feeder she was just i was like I never want to drive in a vehicle again, and I'm never taking my kid anywhere again. <laughs> anyway. It's rugged. But. Yeah, so monster news out of Maine. Uh, Cooper Flag uh, with Team Team USA, 17 under. Um, they were in the finals today against Spain, and he put on an absolute clinic. I mean, it was like if they – first off, they were down going in the middle of the third quarter, so that was – like, you know, okay, this is a ball game. And then they turned it on defensively, got some easy buckets. But the shit he was doing just to, like, get this team going. And, like, when they took him out, it was like, how quickly can they get him in? And mm-hmm. I think they, the last time they took him out when I saw it was, like, two minutes to go in the third quarter. And it was, like, ten seconds. They were, the coach took him out. One play, they scored a bucket. And he, like, literally was, like, grabbed him by the shirt. Was, like, get the fuck back in there right now. And then he... <clears throat> he just, I mean, he dominated. There was, you know, they made, Spain made a little run, cut it to like six with like six minutes to go. And uh, he had a pull up three. And then uh, the coolest play was the kid who, I don't even want to say it, but the, the kid who won the MVP for fucking Spain of the whole tournament. I know, how stupid is that? I, I'll get into that after, but the kid who was supposed to be a star or whatever from Spain who comes down the paint and it was like a 10 point lead. Um, with like three minutes to go, and it was two on one, and and Flags kid was sitting in the corner for a wide open three, so he had to like half play it. He like showed help on the guy dribbling, and then he went to kick it to the corner, and and Flag jumped the passing lane, so he like gathered himself and he went up for an easy layup, and Flag just fucking hammered it off the backboard, and the kid was like six eight, six nine, so he grabbed his own rebound off the backboard. And then he like up fake and then he went up again and flag fucking pinned it off the blackboard again. And he fucking got it. The kid got the offense rebound and went up for the third time and he put it, he pinned it so hard. It got stuck between the backboard and the rim and like the whole entire like USA, like crowd and team were just like going crazy. And he was mm-hmm. just like pumping himself up into the camera. It was, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It was so nasty. It was, I think he got four. All was it four? Of, like, he had a total of four, but it was three blocks in like a matter of like, two seconds and it was just like oh my god yeah this kid is just so much inferior like he's just so much better and he's 15 years old and like you know i watched the entire thing and it's like these guys don't know exactly how to play without the ball and he just dominates without the ball like i mean 17 rebounds well first off let's just read off his 10 points yeah. 17 rebounds eight steals and four blocks it's and two assists i mean the kid does yeah. everything it's insane he's he, he was easily the mvp of the whole tournament and then he made first team all team like all tournament, and like everyone's like, okay, this has got to be flag. I mean, look at his freaking stat lines, insane. And they bring out Pau Gasol, the fucking the goofball he is, to give out this award. And I'm like, okay, this is definitely flag. And they give it to the fucking hometown kid, who just got eaten alive by him, mm-hmm. like eaten alive by him. He had like eight points in the whole game, um, with flag on him. And and uh, what a joke! It was a joke. It was a joke. They gave it to him, but. It, it just sh- flag showed out and like uh, I think Kev just posted like there's NBA players, ex NBA players tweeting about him and uh, he's awesome. really put his name out there. He's going to be the number one kid in this class. There's this no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I didn't watch a ton of like any of these games. I kind of just saw highlights here and there. But what I gathered from him is that like I feel like offensively his repertoire is 
already incredible. Like he can basically do anything. He can drive to the hoop. He can pass. He can shoot threes. He does it all. But this tournament, like where he stood out more than anyone else was on the defensive side. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. He, he like, I feel like whenever he was in the game and they were pressing, he was always guarding on the ball. And it just shows you like this kid's like, well, how big is he? Like six, eight, six, nine. He's six, like eight. That. Yeah. And he's an absolute freak of an athlete where his length disrupts people. And it's only one like, of the, so I watched all four and one of the games he played the back of the press. So they ran a, they've been running a one, two, two press. And then the one game, the second game of the tournament, no, they were, yeah, the second game, cause I didn't see quite all the third one. The second game, they ran a two, two, one instead of the one, two, two. And he was the back guy and he was just, I think he had like eight blocks. Mm. It was like, not even like you couldn't even put it up against him. He was just putting everything in the second row. It was nuts. And, and what I love about uh, – it's hard sometimes when these, like, USA – even, like, the normal USA team, when they're playing these foreign countries and, like, they're beating teams by, like, 40, 50, 60 points because, like, everyone has inflated stats. It's these close games like today's game where they actually had to compete to win this one where you see the better players stand out. And I think that we saw that with Flag. I think he yeah. basically proves himself in these types of games, these closer ones that he is, like – He's 15 years old. He's two years younger than a lot of these guys playing, and he's still, like, standing yeah. out. Yeah. I, I From from what I – I mean, like I said, I watched a lot of them. There's kids that can score better than him right now, but there's no one near complete player what he is, like, on the mm-hmm. offensive side and defensive side. I mean, some of them can shoot threes. Um, oh, my God. What was the kid's name who, who balled out today, the point guard? Um, he had – he's a good player, man, but, like, he's not as good defensively. And then there's, like – he's got two more years to grow offensively and he's going to obviously with the way he works and where he's going to high school. Now it's like, he's going to just get so much better. Uh, he, when, when he was in the game, you just clearly saw everything operate so much better on both ends. It was really cool to watch. When, when Bedard said he was the best player on that team, it was like, okay, he's just bragging up his boy. Mm -hmm. He's the best player. There was no doubt about it. Well, it's funny. I saw someone tweet out that, like, it's kind of funny thinking that five months ago, Cooper Flagg was playing against Brewer High School. And now he's, like, <laughs> winning a gold medal for the United States, you know? Yeah. A year ago, he was in eighth grade. He was playing friggin', you know, middle, middle schools that we never even heard of. Lincoln Middle School or something. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's absurd. Now he's leading Team USA to to, to gold medals. It's it's awesome. It really That's is. pretty impressive stuff. Um. Next, get into a uh, college teams changing conferences. It's insane. It's out of control, isn't it? It's just stupid. I hate it. I hate it. Like, I, I can't I believe know. the Pac-12 is not going to have USC. Well, and the I can't Pac-12 believe... is going to dissolve. It's just going to crumble, isn't it? They're just, I basically heard dissolve. they're just joining the Big, tw- Big 12, right? The a lot of the other teams, teams are, they yeah. should. So, yeah, I thought I saw, like, Arizona, Arizona State. I don't know if Oregon State, like, the Pac-12 is no longer going to exist. Essentially, what it's going to come down to is there's going to be, like, four super conferences, right? And Or maybe even three. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if the ACC's team started jumping, too, because realistically, the ACC sucks outside of Clemson. There's the big talk of, of UNC going to SEC now. <laughs> yeah. UNC? They can't compete. UNC is going to SEC. But how is that? Is, is that just in football or is that all sports? It's got to be both, I believe. I thought that was it's just football. 
Is it? I thought it had to be both. I mean, it seems silly to me that because ACC basketball is generally yeah, the best it. conference. You know what I mean? It'd be silly if they dissolved that just for football. The, but the, the only yeah, thing is, is that football is makes it is 10 king. times the yeah. amount of any basketball. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and, but like, and, and like, what's weird to me, though, is that the ACC, I mean, not the ACC, like a team like North Carolina would jump to go to the SEC. Now, I understand, <clears throat> excuse me, I understand that's where the money is, but they can't really compete in the ACC. They're going to, they will be like a fucking two and 10 team every single year in the SEC. Like they will not be competitive. And I don't think a team like North Carolina going to the SEC is not going to help them get any recruits. I don't think they're still not going to out recruit. They're not going to steal guys from like Clemson. They're like, Oh, we're playing in the SEC. Well, it's still not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I, so that move for them makes, if that's the case, makes no fucking sense to me. I mean, is uh, it just financial move? Is that all it is? It's got to be. Well, what is it? See, what's happening is, is I think with that whole like playoff expansion situation that a lot of the schools like the, we'll say the SEC and Big Ten, a lot of their like conference presidents and shit were the ones that were kind of against the whole thing because their, their thinking is, well, if we expand, we're going to expand to like five or six automatic qualifiers. whereas you know, say somebody in the shitty Pac-12, like say fucking Utah, is like nine and three and wins a Pac-12. Like they shouldn't get into the playoff over like a one-loss team in the SEC. So, what I think what the the thought process is is they're gonna basically make like four super conferences or three super conferences, and then when that that way they expand, there's less conferences to pick from from an automatic qualifying standpoint. So it'll give like the like the um at large bids, these conferences will have more opportunity to do it. Now that's like in a nutshell and I maybe fucked it up, but I think it has to do with a lot of it has to do with that. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I think it's all how much more money you can bring in. I I just think that's like the basis of every bit of it. And then, but the, the shitty part is it just sucks. Like it sucks for like football is better when there was a, like when there's a Pac-12, like football's better when there's a Big 12, Big 10, and SEC, and then like you know you have like the chances that these smaller schools, like someone goes undefeated and gets a gets a shot at the title too. I just like it more that way. I don't want to see everybody join like the biggest conferences. I mean, it should make for better football on Saturdays, really, because you have to play more in conference games. Um, but like that, that Big Ten is a gauntlet. There's not a bad team in it. I don't think so. Like Iowa State, it might be like the name that comes to my mind. Minnesota, that's not very good, but those are good teams. Rutgers, Rutgers and Maryland. Oh, Rutgers just stinks. So you what can actually, um, you can actually bet on this shit now. Like, which is the next team to go to one of these like you know big conferences? And believe it or not, the best or yeah, the best betting the odds, highest the, odds, highest odds, I guess the you would say. The least money you would return on $100, I guess, would be Notre Dame. They're at plus 150 to join the Big Ten. And then yeah, I guess that would ruin against plus 150. To that join would the, ruin uh, all their title hopes. Yeah. I don't. I can't win the big one. See, here's the. I've I've said it right. I I love Notre Dame, and I well, people figure that out come September, but um. I've always been somebody who's like, I want Notre Dame in a conference. I hate the independence. I understand why they do it. 
Um, I understand the the regional money with the NBC network and why they why they do the things they do. But I do want them in a conference. Um, I think logistically, I think regionally, the Big Twelve, I mean the Big Ten, makes way way yeah. too much sense, right? Being right in Indiana, it's like, you know, it makes it makes far too much sense. Um, but you know, the thing is, is like you say that story, it it it, it fucks their title hopes up. I don't, I, the big 10 to me is like one really good program and then a, a handful of good ones. And then a bunch of shit like Ohio state is the program. I don't think, I mean, we Michigan showed last year. They don't belong on that fucking stage. They got their shit pushed in just like Notre Dame does every year. Just like, like Oklahoma did has done every single year, except that the year they won the national title, like six years ago. So, and then like Penn state's eh. Iowa's always pretty good. Michigan State's got some solid years. Like, I don't think the Big Ten's that good. Like, I still, like, if you put Notre Dame in the Big Ten this year, they're the second or third best team in that conference. They're probably, they're behind Ohio State, or we'll find out first week of the year because they play each other, see how close they are. But I don't, I don't necessarily think, I think it only, I don't know, I don't know if it, like, changes anything because I just don't know if they'll ever be able to get it done. But, um, I don't think the Big Ten's that good. I think the Big Ten is extremely top-heavy, and the rest is shit. Here's where it hurts Notre Dame, is that it's easy to get up for a football game when at once every four weeks you play a really good team. Like, it's really easy. But Whereas you, you say that. Is if you play in these big conferences, like, if you have an okay game against Wisconsin, you lose. If you have an okay game against Michigan State, you might lose. You, you have a bad game like, against Michigan. Like, you're going to get pounded. What What you're saying is, is like Notre Dame plays a shitty schedule. I would be willing to bet you look at the la- back the last five to seven years, Notre Dame's had a consistent top 20 strength of schedule in all of college football. I, I think I'd that when you play the same teams over and over, it becomes like a rivalry and it becomes, you get to know programs better and better and better. Um, and, it, and it helps typically the lower of the team. Like I, I really think Notre Dame's a really good team. I think that what scares me is I mean, I scares me because I watch Florida do it all the time. Like they'll compete with Alabama like last, two years ago when they had Trask, they brought Alabama in the last final possession. But if you but if then two weeks later they have an okay game against Ole Miss and they fucking lose by seven because of Matt Carroll. Like that's that's what scares me about Notre Dame is that the okay like I know they're really good and I know they have awesome awesome players. I just get scared when these teams join and they're not used to like the gauntlet of every week and like the crowds well, are that, insane and like they might have a yeah. tough strength of schedule. Like they may play a good UNC team, but a good UNC team doesn't have the nearly the fans of an Iowa team. No, I got you. And, and I, I don't disagree with that, but I also think that that's what that, like a team like Notre Dame, right? Like the, the, their constant knock is they can, they can't win a big game. They can't beat a big, they can't beat a good team when it really matters. Right. We all know that. So, but I think that's where playing in a situation like that, where you got to go to fucking happy Valley mm-hmm. on a Saturday night and it's a whiteout. And then mm-hmm. the following week, you got to go to Iowa or, you know, whatever. I think that's where those teams build that character and build no that doubt. like winning mentality. So, well, I think you're correct. Maybe there's some like growing pains for them early. If they do that, mm-hmm. I think it's only going to strengthen the program in the long run. Um, to hopefully eventually get over the, get over the, you know, get over the mountaintop. Um, 
but I, 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 I want them to join a conference, but I think they're in a very good position right now because they're the bell of the ball now, right? Oh, everybody like, there's wants no other, There's no other fucking, I mean, unless, unless Clemson goes, but I think Clemson's, they're a natural fit to the fucking SEC, I think, mm. with their location. But if the ACC stays, I don't think Clemson goes anywhere. But Notre Dame is like the, they're the prize pig, right? I mean, it's like, what, what the fuck yeah. are we going to do here? So I think they're in a very good spot where they can wait it out. Maybe it's a year. Maybe it's two. I don't know when they're going to make a decision. But they're essentially just going to be like, all right, Big Ten, ACC, Big 12, SEC. Who's going to pay us the most money? Because they, they're not going to do anything unless they get similar money that they're getting yearly from like NBC for that, like the, the weekly games. They're not going to lose money making a move. I think eventually they're going to somewhat have to get, do something. And I think the big, I think eventually it's going to be the big 10. I just, it makes way too much yeah, fucking sense. I don't think they're going to go to the SEC. Cause I don't think they, I don't think they want to deal with that shit. Big 10, big 12 doesn't make any sense. sense. Right. To me, it's, it's either the big 10 or they're going to make a full move to the ACC. That, that's how I see it. But um, I'm all for it. I want them to join a conference. Um, I want them to join the Big Ten and bring that Michigan rivalry back. Because that was, you know, yeah. growing up, that was one of the better rivals, rivalries in college football. Um, and they stopped doing it for whatever reason so they could build up these schedules and shit and have these whatever random games. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. But I I don't like it. I don't like the... It's going to be weird to me that, like, you're going to look at the schedule and you get fucking USC playing. Like, look at three weeks in a row, they're going to be like Michigan, Penn State, and Wisconsin. It's like, what, what the fuck? The one thing about these, like, huge conferences is that you're not even going to be able to play every team in your conference during the year. So it's no. going to be, like, an unbalanced schedule, basically, which isn't yeah. the greatest. I guess NFL gets away with it. But um, I've seen things floated around where they're just going to get rid of, like, SEC, Big Ten altogether and maybe just go, like, East, Central, West or something crazy like that, you know? Just go something wild like that. Just completely get away from it. Um, thing about Notre Dame, they're always like a top five recruiting school, it seems like. Just they always have been the last how many years, you know. Uh, I don't even know if this – I don't even know if them going to a conference even affects them recruiting-wise. I don't think no. there's ever been players who have been like, eh, I don't want to go to Notre Dame because they're independent. I just think they're going to get the guys they get no matter what. Um, so I don't think it really changes anything there for them. That's my no. My I don't. Take. I don't think. No, I don't. I agree with you. I mean, I don't think recruiting does. I mean, you look at. I could be wrong, but I think right now, like they have the number one recruiting class in 2023. I think they they have the top class over every on like two uh, two four seven sports. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gonna look at it right now. But um, yeah. No, I don't think it changes them from a recruiting standpoint at all. None. They're a national brand, regardless. Okay, so the I only thing that would hurt them is if they get Ohio's, if they go there and get smoked. Like if they, if they go into the big 10 and say they have a 500 record in the big 10, like they lose to Wisconsin, they lose to Michigan state, they lose to like yeah. Michigan. Then that's the only, I don't see it happen. I'm just saying like the only way you lose is not because of what conference you're in. It's just cause you didn't play well. But, but you know what though they had. So real quick, Ohio state must've just passed them. They're ahead of them by like less than a point. So on their point scale, which doesn't matter, but I mean, Notre Dame had some rough years, like mid two thousands, um, where like, I don't know if it necessarily affected them recruiting that much. I mean, I, I still think they got plenty of recruits. Um, I just think they've, they've had a, they had a really shitty run of coaches until they got to Brian Kelly. 
Um, I think Brian Kelly's a fucking uh, dickhead. I mean, his first few years in Notre Dame, he was a fucking like lunatic. Um, but I mean, Kelly's a good coach. He was pretty much gonna, he wins everywhere he goes. So I think once they finally got stable and they had a coach in there, knew what the hell he was doing for a while. Um, that's when they started really recruiting. And then Marcus Freeman, they say is like one of the best fucking recruiters in the country. And if you look at what Notre Dame's done for the next couple of years, um, that's kind of showing right now, but really it doesn't matter. You can have a top five class. If you can't fucking win on the field, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you win on the, these recruiting rankings, but as we can tell, cause Notre Dame doesn't win. They win regular season games, but the other two big ones, Texas, uh, and Oklahoma going to SEC also super weird. Like they need to be in the Big Twelve. Yeah. I, I just hate that. Like the Big Twelve is just a gunslinging conference, and I love that. <laughs> they're gonna come to the SEC. It's gonna they're just gonna run into like monster defenses. It's gonna be weird if they can adapt because they run they run like a three three five. I know Oklahoma like built it, and it's just they they, they love that they love the three three five defense, but it it just really hasn't panned out. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the SEC when they come do that. Um, Archie Manning commits to Texas. That's a big one. Um, I think I think he's number one in this class, right? I mean, yeah, he is. That's pretty. Um, that's pretty enormous. So is he a senior this year in high school? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think this. Um, Maybe a junior. I think, this, I think he's a junior. Uh, yeah. So this upcoming year, he's a senior, right? This fall. Yes. Yeah, I think he's a junior. So I did see something, and I'm not just. I'm not playing devil's advocate here, but I do. I can't. I don't know. I don't remember if I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about this, or if I read an article. But somebody thinks this. Whoever this guy was made a comment about how they think this whole thing with Archie. He may be a little bit overblown because of his last name being one, and apparently the the conference, the the, the teams they play against, wherever the hell he's from, and. It's just completely fucking dumb. Oh, shit. really? Huh. It's not very good. So it was like one of those things where like somebody's like, I'm not saying he's not talented. Yeah. He's obviously got the skills and the pedigree, but I'm really like anxious to see what he does against like actual competition. I know he's got a cannon, so. Yeah. But, no, and I'm, not, I'm not saying but, this guy yeah, might just be trying to be like a fucking Debbie Downer. And I wish I could remember where the hell I had read it, but. It was kind of like, well, let's see what he does when he actually plays some serious competition and not like a fucking 1A like team in Tennessee or some shit. He is a senior this year. He'll be a senior this year. So he's going okay. next year. He's what, yeah, 2023 Texas. class. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Yep. I just want to look back. So he has a 93 grade. The best quarterback this year is going to Texas A&M, 87 grade. That's where the number one. Connor Wegman. Yeah. Con- okay. Uh, he's a 93. It's still, it's so weird because like he's going to like, I don't like uh, 2247 sports. Does it, they do it yeah. on a scale of one, like one being the highest. And they have a, he's a, he's a one. Basically he's a hundred is what they're saying. Gotcha. Yeah. But I don't I mean, again, it's different ranking fucking. Right. Right. Yeah. Who was the other team from the SEC? I mean, from the Pac-12 that went to USC and UCLA. UCLA, that's who it was. Yeah. Wow, that's just weird, man. That's just weird. I I feel like UCLA is gonna get pounded, but they went to which one? Which conference again? They went to the Big Ten. They went to the Big Ten. Yeah, I saw. It was funny. I saw a map because like oh, the Big Ten schools are pretty located close to each other. 
Like a lot of the schools yeah. are like right in that like yeah. you know Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio area. Like they're pretty close travel wise. And then it's like oh, West Coast trips over to California. So I I do, I do think that like that whole that whole move for both those teams. Like I don't think it really matters for UCLA because their program sucks. But USC, I think you know they've always had the history and they have. Um, why am I drawing a blank on his Lincoln name? Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Now. So, like, you you seem to think, like, they'll probably come back around. But I do think that there's something to be said about late November, get, you know, season on the line, USC is going to fucking Wisconsin in the, like, fucking three degrees out. It's got to be a little bit different for them Southern Cal kids who damn right. are used to warm weather and more than likely the only like, cold weather they had during a regular season if they went up to, like, you know, Corvallis into Oregon State or something like that, and it was like a rainy fucking day in November. It's going to be a whole lot different when they're rolling into Wisconsin or Michigan at the end of fucking November to be like, all right, let's see what happens. So I, I do think that that's going to be like an interesting dynamic with those two teams playing in that conference um, of it when, the, when it finally happens. I saw a cool um, BFW, my favorite Barstool guy, Brandon fucking Walker, love a guy. He posed a question on this, and he said basically say if – Say if all conferences in college football were dissolved, there's every no conferences left, and you you did a draft, and the draft was um, like say the SEC now has first pick, we'll say, and they can take whatever college they want to, for their first pick. Which what do you think the the best school to have in your conferences? Alabama. It's Al- Al- Alabama. It's Alabama as long as Saban's there. That's what, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, and that's what people said. Like, if Saban's there for the next, like, 20 years, sure, Alabama, but, like, how much longer Saban got, you know? Yeah. Before if Saban was there, that, Alabama wasn't that good. You know what I mean? No, they were, no. they were kind of a train wreck. Basically said Ohio State has been, for the last 50 years, like, just consistently nasty every year for the last 50. They've brought in, like, four or five different coaches over that span, and every coach they brought in is a Hall of Famer. So it's just, like, something is just is done right in Ohio state. So that's, he, he, he took Ohio state number one. Um, I feel like I don't know enough about college football too. I don't think, I mean, I, I don't hate that pick, but like, I think it's as long as Saban's there, it's Alabama. Yeah. yeah. It's just when Saban I mean, leaves, so, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when he leaves. Yeah. I, I mean, Ohio state's probably a good pick. I mean, then, I mean, Texas, the only other one other than that is, yeah. I mean, Texas, really I mean, Notre Dame and, and USC are probably Georgia, the next big ones that I can think of. Georgia. Yeah. George's I don't even think George is there. I mean, they have one national championship. I, I do think what Kirby Smart's doing is is right, and they're on the way. But I just don't think they're there yet. They're probably top ten, but I think back. Penn Penn State was pretty high on the list too. I think that makes sense. Penn State's a national brand. I mean, and they, I mean, they have different coaches. I would take you know, and Michigan and Ohio State before Penn State. Michigan's close for me. Oh yeah, know. for sure. Michigan's no, close. Yeah. I think I think you're maybe just recency bias with Michigan. They've sucked a lot over the last twenty years. Yeah, but they bring. But what do we? Talk, I mean, yeah, for a pro- we, yeah. program like if they they bring fans, they bring money. Yeah, that's the only thing I was thinking of. But yeah, I guess I'm thinking like just who's gonna just win winning? No, games. not Michigan. Yeah. 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 That's kind of a, it's a cool question though. You know what I mean? To think of stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. Also, this morning. Got up, hung over. Not hung over, but I was got up a little bit late. Little Formula One. 
Oh, Anyone God. dabble into that? <laughs> Still no. have not. Oh, you guys are killing me. Uh, <laughs> sure, here, today's not going to happen. It was a good one today. Um, are there big crashes when you watch? Yeah, there's some big crashes sometimes. Uh, last, and those cars, last... I feel like those cars are built like little like like little sticks and coming out for yeah. arms. I feel like the tires must go flying. Dude, like when they dent their front, like if they collide, if they just like tap with someone and it like fucks up the wind, they literally just like take like come into the pit and it takes two seconds. They literally take to the whole front of the hood of the car off and put a whole front nose back on. Like that's how quick. Oh, they do it. yeah, they do that. Shit. So that's how like easy they are to take away, put it like take them off, put them in. So when uh, they when they do hit and they start to flip, shit just starts to break and go crazy. But um, today was kind of cool. It was uh, for stopping. My guy from Red Bull, he started off as number one. The Ferraris have been fucking running fire. Um, they've been <laughs> hot. Carlos Sands won last week. Um, and then today, um, oh, my God, Char- uh, Char- Charles Leclerc, um, he ended up winning it. But it should have been both Ferraris. And then with 10 laps to go, Carlos Sands, who was in third, he was easily pushing second place because he had new tires and Verstappen was just running on fucking rims, basically. Um his fucking engine caught fire and it blew and like there's like these runaway ramps. So like where there's like these big turns, like if you, it happens to cars or like you blow a tire or whatever, you just like stay straight and you can just like go. And it's like literally his whole car is in flames and he's like trying to get the fuck out and the car starts going in reverse and he's like in it, like trying to get out and you'd be like, see him trying to get out and like guys are trying to put things behind the tires to stop the car. It was fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> like in the middle of the race, he's just like in the middle of a fireball. Insane. And then like they like move the camera for a minute and then all of a sudden you see him outside the car. But the Ferrari uh ends up with a seventeenth place finish because of didn't didn't finish, but uh both Ferrari should have been one and two. So Ferrari really making a push this season. Those suits yeah. they wear obviously must be like they can't burn it, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure they have to, like, sit in the fire for a long time to get injured by it, but... They do a really cool... One 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 of the best things about Formula One is, like, that happened. They don't even stop the race. Like, because he went down the runaway ramp. They, like, literally have this thing where they have to, like... They're, they know exactly what their 40% is, so they have to drop everything from what they raced the lap before down to 40%. Or, or drop it 40%, so they're only running 60%, and it took... One lap, and they already had that fucking thing out of the way, cleared, and, and they just crank it back up again. It's nuts. It's crazy. Um, hey, Shory, so let's let's get to some stuff that people actually give a fuck about. Um, <laughs> That's a hot thing. Hey, we have, we no, have no, people listen, that, that I love know, this shit. And the thing is, it's so weird, like, listening to like podcasts, listening to a Spit and Chicklets podcast on the way home from camp today, and they interviewed a uh, this defenseman for the Red Wings, and he that's what he said. He was talking about how he plays like a video game in his F1 and he watches yeah. the show. And it's just, I hear about it all the fucking time now. So maybe I'll I get on board at some point. I have four loyal listeners that text me about this, and three of them are Ferrari people. So uh, that was big. That was a big couple weeks for them to get that back to back wins for their team. Um. So what I want to touch base on because we've it's been fucking three months since we recorded um a lot a lot went on in the nba dude trade wise and shit like that so have we not talked about that i mean that's been how long no it was the last time we recorded was june 29th it's fucking july 10th right now so Uh what do you uh big one i think for us you know 
Oh, us. Look, us, like you're on the fucking Celtics, you loser. Uh, I bet us as in Shorey and I, Jesus meaning Christ. like Celtics fans, you fucking No, idiot. for us. Yeah, we're going to win the championship. you Brad, Tatum, uh, yeah. Imey. So yeah, you, what, for us. So what do you think of the uh, Brogdon deal? I like Brogdon. Um, I said I think it would lead to bigger things. I, I thought there had more moves coming um, where he would be the starting point guard, but it sounds like he'll probably come off the bench. Where I like him starting as the point guard. Um, I think Gallinari is going to be the one that it might be even bigger impact. Like he's a guy who's a walking bucket, which they were really, really missing um, where you can just give him the ball and like clear space. Um, and like, like Grant Williams is a good spot up guy. Preeton Pritch is a good spot up guy. Derek White isn't a guy that can score on anybody. He's not. A, so like you, now that they get a, they got a guy who can finally like just do his own thing where the ball is going be in Tatum's hands or, or Jalen's hands the whole time is, is huge. Um, but Brogdon, Brogdon fits exactly what they want. A tall point guard that can switch on everybody, that can play, um, and he's better than Marcus Smart with the ball. So, um, and, and he's going to give them more anything. minutes. So, yeah, the, the the fact was that Brad did a great job with the trades, not giving up any key pieces. So, um, yeah, I know I love it. I think that I think that Draymond was right when he said, you know, it's a good trade, but we'll really know how good of a trade it is a year from now. I uh, I think that. This Celtics team could have done absolutely nothing in just the maturity of like, I mean, they have their their core is still very young. If no one gets hurt, this team is still going to be nasty next year, even if they didn't go out and do anything. I think. Yep. So the fact that they're adding any pieces to the team, I just think that it's just yep. it's putting them even in a better spot to win. I. This team was good enough to win this year. They're going to be good enough to win. They're going to be even better to win next year because Tatum's going to be a year older, Brown's going to be a year older, and that's just that's. I mean, they don't need to do anything big. That's my take on it. No, I think they, what they did though was great because they, yeah. like for goals that they didn't give up anything for these guys. So, no, yeah. Um, I'll just say, and the only other like really big trade was uh, the Timberwolves. They got to be the biggest fucking team up front in the history of the NBA. Jeez. Uh, uh, I didn't like. I well, I was gonna say I didn't really like notice this, but they gave up four first rounders. It's three the of Danny them trade. I say Danny Three, Ainge is running the Jazz now. I didn't even know that until it, you know until that happened. So they got yeah they got a twenty twenty they got a first round pick next year in twenty five a pick swap in twenty six pick swap in twenty I mean a first round pick in twenty seven and then the the one in two thousand twenty nine is uh, protected but they um that could be same thing for the for the Jazz and what happened to the Celtics here in about four years. No doubt, and they gave up uh, Royce O'Neal for fucking a first-round pick. Nets. That's right. I, like but, they just loaded up on first-round picks. Now they can move up from like you know a ten spot to a six spot, or a uh, three spot to a one spot, or or and and we know Danny Ainge High has in drafts has been great. You know, like getting Jalen, who I thought was not very good, was like oh my gosh, just we got stuck with Jalen Brown, um, and then Jalen turned it on, and became such a you know an all-star and then the Tatum one where he moved back from one to three was like, what are you doing? Genius. And then, uh, yep. yeah, Tatum's been phenomenal. So like, we know he's great in those spots where he's drafting high. Uh, I don't know if those, any of those picks will end up being high, but Minnesota isn't really that great of a team. Um, I feel like they went on a really good run last year, but I, I still feel like they could, if like, say if cat gets hurt, I feel like they could be a, I don't know, bottom five team in the West. 
I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Rudy Gobert. I just he's won a couple defensive player of the years, but he averages. I mean, does he even get 10 points a game? I don't know. Uh, I the thing I love about it is that there's been known history of Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert having like a tiff. They like they don't mm-hmm. get along well, and I think this is great because they drew a line in the sand. They made their decision. They shipped out Gobert and got the biggest haul maybe in the history of the NBA. It could have been, and there's and they're coming out now and saying they're not getting rid of of Donovan Mitchell. And I think it's an awesome move by them. I I still think that the Jazz aren't going to compete for a championship this year, but their team is still decent enough. I think where they can make playoffs this year. I mean, their roster's uh, not that Mitchell. bad. I think their roster's not that bad. Yeah, I think he's great, yeah, too. No, and I think they made the right decision. I, I mean, I Me think too. I yeah. mean, if, I think your fucking analytic people, analytics, would be like, oh, no, it's fucking Goubert. They should have shipped off Mitchell. No way. Sorry, no way. I don't think it's – yeah, no, I think they made the right move. Um, And, like, lastly, and I don't think we touched base on this. I know we – I thought we had talked about um, Kyrie opting in, mm-hmm. but I don't <laughs> yeah. think we talked about – Durant requesting a trade like immediately yeah. after. So that's a telltale sign. He obviously fucking hates that idiot. He don't want to play with him either. Oh, it's awesome. Um, but in, in typical Durant fashion, he said his two preferred destinations are Miami and Phoenix. So the Shocker. two number one seeds last year. Um, did you guys see what the Nets supposedly asked Minnesota for? <laughs> yeah. No. What a they joke. Want, he wanted, they wanted plus other stuff. They wanted cat. And Anthony Edwards for Durant, plus others like add-on picks and shit, which I don't. They don't have anything else left with fucking. Gobert, I would literally not Gobert do there, but. either one of like no offense, but I don't think I would give up Cat for Durant because Durant would probably have one would, out the next day, right? Like, like I mean, obviously Durant's so much better a player, mm-hmm. but he's shown over and over and over again he would just want out. Mm-hmm. So like at least Carly Towns is is like committed, and and, and Anthony Edwards is like could. He has like he has unlimited, untapped potential. Yep, he does. It's gonna be interesting. It seems like this uh, Kyrie to Los Angeles thing is all but done. I've read stuff that the, mm-hmm. that the Nets are basically waiting to do it because the Nets know they're taking Westbrook back in the deal, and with taking his forty-seven million dollar contract, it makes things tricky to then trade Durant. So they want to trade Durant first. And then when they do that, they can take Westbrook without want, it causing any issues. Basically, it's just the way the financials work. So I yeah. gotta be honest, like I would, I I know they have to. That's probably what they're gonna do. But how entertaining would it be to see fucking Durant literally have to fucking deal with Ben Simmons and Westbrook next year? You know <laughs> how irritated that fucking guy would be. I know. Like the, he's like playing with two guys who can't shoot. Oh. Like legitimately will shoot like fucking. 27% it makes zero sense for the Nets. Like, I, I don't get it at all. Like, they're just giving up. Like, because, like, obviously, I just, I just w- don't see how any way possible Westbrook and, and Ben Simmons could be on the same court. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the play, shooting? You would just play a zone with five guys in the paint and be like, yeah. okay, oh, you have Joe Harris? We'll just cover Joe Harris. Really scary. You know what I wish that, like, one of these teams would do? Just be like, we're not trading you. So you're either going to play or we're going to, fu- you can hold out, do whatever. We're going to fucking suspend yeah. you. We're not going to pay you. And it's like, the way I look at it is this. If they, if they just tell Durant, we're not fucking trading you, deal with it. Or you're just not going to get paid. Yep. And we're going to suck. Or we'll trade you to get this Westbrook deal. We're going to suck anyway. So as far as I'm concerned, 
I'm going to fucking send a message and be like, you're going to have fucking deal with it. You're going to yep. play on this team or you're going to fucking, we'll suspend you and you won't get paid. I don't, I don't know why some of these teams just don't fucking like, I mean, it's maybe it's because it's going to fuck up free agency, like down the line with other players. But I just wish it like draw a line in the sand. Like, nope, we're not doing it. Fucking deal with it. If you were like a billionaire owner, you just had all this money and like you just you own the team because you just for the money purposes, you didn't care about winning. Would it be fucking hilarious if like, I don't know, the fucking Kings because they suck came to the Nets and be like, we'll offer you a first round pick for Durant. And they're like done. And they ship Durant to the Kings, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so exactly. good. It just would. see him just crumble out there. <laughs> be so good. Oh, it would be fucking funny, though. But I so. Oh, so I didn't see that. So the Kyrie thing going back, going to LA is done pretty much. No, uh, well, they're basically said that it's like Westbrook and a first round pick for Kyrie, which would be crazy if the Lakers don't do that. Well, right. Cause Kyrie's. Even if Kyrie Westbrook comes there and he blows the team up and he sucks and everything, it's like Westbrook's not doing anything good for them. And it's saving them $12 million in cash too. Cause Kyrie's contract is 12 million less than Westbrook. So, I mean, I don't know. Seems like a no brainer. Uh, the we we talk about the NBA and like these NBA contracts, baseball funny. Man. The fact that like these guys that just signed super max deals, like Joker, his player option in five years is sixty fucking million dollars. Sixty. It's crazy. Nuts. It does it seem like that European guys are more loyal to their contracts, like Joker. Like yeah, Giannis, obviously. Yeah. Like Doncic never has said he would ever want to leave Dallas. Um, um like guys like Ginobili played for like one team Dirk, his entire Dirk, Dirk played for yeah. one team his entire Dun- career. Duncan's foreign, I guess, technically. Like that's what I'm saying. Like these guys just seem like they're more loyal and they're just like here to like play like, okay, get these guys around me as opposed to Americans are like, Oh, I want to go play with this guy. I want to go play with that guy. Mm. Well, I th- I think it's just, and I'm not, I, I think it's just like the mentality of people. I'm not trying to be weird about this, but people from America. Most people, America as a whole is like an incredibly arrogant yeah. fucking country. Oh, for sure. I think we're better than everybody. And like, I feel like some of these Europeans, I mean, I'm not saying some of the, some of these American guys in the NBA didn't come from like hardship and come from, you know, rough upbringings and shit like that. But I don't know. I just feel like there's just not. Maybe they didn't have a silver spoon up their ass their entire fucking life. Yeah. And, it's uh, it's also like, like the, a god. I don't know. The way AAU is played now, right? Like, yeah. you could have two really good teams from, from Maine and then um, say they're like, you know, 10th grade and under. They both play and, like, it's a really good game. Well, the next year they're just going to combine. Like, a lot of the players will combine and then they dominate everybody. That's just, that's how AAU is played right now. Like, if you go watch some of these top AAU teams um, like Boo Williams is always the best one that I can think of out of Maryland and they always have kids from all over the country playing on the AAU team it's like okay well all these other teams are playing within their state and you're playing Boo Williams is um, you know all over the country and putting teams together which is ridiculous so and that's um, what I, I think mean, it's like just the AAU way it is and I and I feel like that's one thing like growing up like I was never like a Lakers fan <clears throat> But I feel like that was one thing I always like respected and loved about Kobe is he had like, I feel like he was one of those guys like he had no, I mean, the whole thing that happened with Shaq, I, I mean, I, 
it was kind of like organic. Like I can't remember if they traded for him or whatever the situation, but it's not like they went to each other and said, Hey, we got to play together. Mm-hmm. It's not like you with the Paul Gasol and said, yo, you got to come over. We're going to play. Kobe was just kind of like one of those guys who was like, whoever the fuck's on my team, I'm just going to carry their ass. Yeah. As far as I and can. And you better pick your game up. And you got to fucking figure it out. Whereas I, I do think that a lot of these guys now, these superstars in the NBA, I'm not saying they don't put work in. I'm not saying they don't work hard and train, but they, I think a lot of them just like want the easy way out. Like they have, the NBA would be such a better product if superstars stayed on their own team and like the, and the parity in the league was like much better. Now you're going to run into situations like golden state where they drafted fucking pretty much everybody on their team. So they're going to continue to roll through that dynasty. But I mean, like, or like, look what OKC could have done if they still had fucking Harden and Serge Ibaka, Westbrook and Durant. It's like, I would rather see these superstars stay on these teams. And I, I don't know. That's just me. I mean, this maybe just like my, like kind of like old school feeling on it all, but this whole, the whole super team thing, I think is one of the reasons why I just really dislike the NBA in general. I was looking at a list for next year's free agents. Um, it just came up on Bleach Report, like, oh, a list of next year. And I was like, oh, I'll just take a look. So uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, what's the what's the guy who was out for the Celtics series on Milwaukee? Um, oh, Chris Middleton. Middleton. Chris Middleton um, was ranked the number two player next year for free agency. And uh, Andrew Wiggins was number three ahead of some other all-stars. But who would you rather have? Um, knowing like how they played this year going into next year, would you rather have Middleton or Wiggins? I still think I'd rather have Middleton. But I, I, it just shows Wiggins has put himself on the map, man. Like, yeah, he's, oh, he he's balled out. Deal. He's the yeah. second best player. I think on that, on that for your team. I think, I think he, um, I'm not saying he didn't have a good season, but I think he also made himself. A, I feel like that's a recency thing. I feel like like if you did it halfway through the season, there's no way he's number two on that list. I think it's no, also yeah, right. a Steph oh, Curry effect. Or whatever he was. I think it's a Steph Curry. I think LeBron did the same thing to players. I think yes. these players, they just make everyone better around them. And I think Steph's just he's in that he's in that conversation. So I think I mean Wiggins was never really on great teams, you know. Never really had great great players, and Steph's just a great player. Steph just cool. and Steph makes players around him better. Like Draymond's not a Hall of Famer yeah, without no. Steph, and Clay's and Clay's a really good shooter, but he's probably more of a Ray Allen career than mm-hmm. than he is. And then he plays with Steph, and he's you know known as the second best shooter of all time. And uh, and now you see Wiggins, and you saw other guys like Iguodala re- revive their career. And I mean, there's so many of them that that Steph has just made better. I saw Steph this uh, weekend hold out from like a hundred yards out. He just does. He fucking. He just. He's incredible. He is so clutch, man. You know what's uh, crazy to me? So I watched that. That I when I got home today, that was it American Century, whatever the hell it is. I think it's at Lake Tahoe. So there was a three-way playoff for. Um, to, to decide who won for like the the amateurs, the celebrities. It was Tony Romo retired mark Mulder retired and joe pavelski who is still currently playing in the nhl for dallas um i think it's nuts like that you can be that good a professional i mean he had his career high in points at 37 this year like 81 or 82 points and be that much of a fucking stick at golf like you Mm -hmm. have enough like i feel like guys like romo or Mulder. like i don't know how good of a golfer Mulder was when he's playing Obviously, he's a fucking stick now because I think he's won that tournament like three times. But 
it's like it's crazy to me that you can be at the peak of your sport, like from a, like a hockey standpoint, and be that fucking good at golf, right? Like, without like, it's like how much time do you really have to commit to it? Like, but it's just unreal. Like, some of them celebrities watching them, they're like, it's unfucking real how good some of them are. Because I mean, obviously, like you said, like Romo probably plays golf literally every single day. But guys like Steph and Pavelski, like, there's no way they can do that, especially during no. seasons. So it's like they're only playing this for, like, that small off-season window they have. I mean, I feel like the only player that we, we've we ever known that got away with that was Jordan, right? Jordan played golf whenever the fuck he wanted to. Yeah. And, so. and maybe these guys, maybe these hockey guys, they bring maybe they bring their sticks when they, when they go on the road places if they have, a, like, a day off, like, in between. I mean, I don't know, but it's crazy to me that they um, – that he's that good and still playing hockey, but also I got a big, big, another big uh, golf tournament coming up uh, Thursday. The open, the open at the old course, dude, St. Andrews. Old course in St. Andrews. Hey, just so on the 18th hole, do they actually, they purposely drive over the hotel? Is that right? Yeah. Or not the 18th hole. Maybe it's a different hole. That's no, not the 18th hole. That's yeah, not the, the 18th. Um, yeah. But I don't, did, yes. did they only do that now because guys hit it so much further than they used to, like back when they fucking built this course? I don't, I can't remember I, how it's set up. I out. have no idea. And I don't know if it's a, like, so they can definitely drive over the hotel, correct? Yes. Do we know that for sure. So the only reason I say that is like, I've seen courses like Turn of Highlands is one that's kind of, I, I'm not comparing. Oh, oh wait, you say, you mean like, can they legally do it? Yes. Oh, I don't know. They've been doing it in practice rounds. I don't know if you can do it during the tournament. So, because like I know like there's some courses like Turner Highlands because there's so many houses on the course. There's a certain hole. It's like a sharp dog leg right. If your ball goes to the right of a tree, even if it lands in the fairway, it's technically out of bounds. You lose a shot penalty because it's like a local rule at that course. If you hit the ball to the right of that tree because there's houses right next to it, it's like a shot penalty, which is kind of fucking dumb. But. Um, it's like, well, that's what you get. You build a fucking house on a golf course. You're going to expect to get hit by golf balls. I mean, you, it's got to be whatever. Yeah. Um, but I love, I, I love the British. I love the, the open. Um, I love when it's windy. I love when it's rainy and these guys are just like, I love what, like the course just eats them up. Um, I just hate it because it's, this is my favorite major though, because I can get up Sunday morning and the fucking tournament's over like noontime, yeah. which is mint. Um, so I just hate how like you like you can't watch half of it because it, it starts at like whatever it is, fucking two o'clock in the morning, our time, three o'clock. And then you miss most of it during the day. But um, Tiger's back. So that's always a good thing for golf. This is the course. Do they have like those uh, pocket? Are they call them pocket bunkers? Are they call them? Like pot the ones bunkers. that are pot bunkers, pot bunkers. Yeah. that are super deep. And like they sometimes have to hit backwards out of them just because like yeah. there's just no way to get it up. And is this the course that has the road hole? The road hole, yeah. 17, yeah. is it? Fun yeah. fact, there was so when I went out to Vegas, um, one of the courses we played out there, it's called Royal Lynx, I think it is. And every hole on that golf course is a replica of a British Open, a hole at a British Open course. That's cool. So the road hole, is, one of them is the road hole. Um, it was It's pretty cool. I mean, like, looking at them, I'm like, I can't sit there and tell you, like, oh, that's like fucking... 14 at Carnoustie. I mean, like maybe some people can, I can't, but it was pretty like they had a layout and I'll tell you the whole, what course it was at. So it, it was kind of cool. So it was like a set up like a link style course and um, yeah, pretty cool. 
Very cool, dude. That is actually a cool, cool thing. It's in the middle of the ghetto, like the ghetto, though, I guess. Um, this is a couple years ago, I think, though. But I saw some pictures online of the 18th hole at St. Andrews, where just in the last couple of years, they put like a rooftop bar in. Have you seen pictures oh, of that? Yeah. It's incredible. So. It's insane, dude. Right? Like, because so like that. Like on, on, a, on a hotel or a clubhouse? Uh, on a hotel, I believe. It's like one of those okay. buildings that like are on like along the fairway of the 18th, dude. Uh, it's just insane. Like the like even like just take away the golf course, like just the views, because like I think it's like right on the ocean too, or it's on some kind of body yeah. of water. But it's insane. So my my uncle that was up to camp there, my uncle Tim. So he, two years ago, him and his two of his brothers were supposed to go over to Scotland on a golf trip, and they get all fucked up because of COVID. So they actually went at the end of June. They're out there for like ten days or eight days. Um, and they played a bunch of, and I asked him like, how's the weather? He goes two or three days was beautiful, but the rest of it was what you would expect from Scotland. Just like cold, wet. but I go, he, but he said, it's fucking incredible. Like the experience going over there. Like he's like some of those courses, you know, some of those courses have been around for fucking 150, 200 years, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is like mm-hmm. a long goddamn time. So he said it was pretty cool to fucking, uh, to be over there. Um, kind of like a trip of a lifetime thing, probably a one-time thing for him, but. But he had, but he had COVID on his way back. He got COVID while he's over there. So. Fucking COVID. When you were saying that we got a pretty big tournament coming up, I thought you were talking about the scramble that we played <laughs> in three remember. weeks. <laughs> the thing is, that's like not even. What is it? Three weeks? Like, what do you have? Like two months, right? Two months to the day. Oh well, no, three weeks to the one we're playing at Oakdale. Oh shit, that's right. I forgot about that one. I think that's three weeks, right? It is. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. A week from today. Three weeks from today. Yeah. Yeah. At Oak, um, that is 31st, I think. 36 teams, two teams per hole to start. So quite a bit of teams. We just that is like I understand it's like for charity and everything. That's that awesome. is gonna be a, that is gonna be a miserably long day. No, I yeah. know. Miserable. I know it is. Wait, how are we doing? How's it? No, how wait, 36 no. teams. That's 36 four teams. teams. That's, that's four teams, teams per hole. hole. There's no fucking way they're doing that. Four. I, 18 teams. Oh, yeah, it must be 18, it must be 18 teams. Yeah, because 36. Yeah, I, two teams that, would be, that would be, that would take fucking 26 Two teams hours. per hole. Two teams per hole. We played in one tournament one one year. It was quite a, it was a long time ago. And I think they allowed something like a couple over 20. It was like maybe 21, 22 teams. And it was miserable. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 18. It's, it's so two teams per hole. I was just wasn't yeah. thinking. I was thinking it was 18 course. It's, um, I, I mean, I, yeah, it's, it'll be, that's going to get slow. But it is what it is. For a good cause. It's for a great charity. Um, so, and, you know, for one of my good friends to start a charity at his age is, is incredible. And it's like be successful and up and running and like has its own spot um, for, you know, addiction and stuff like that is just, it's awesome. I'd love to have Lonnie on one time um, just mm-hmm. to talk about it a little bit, but it's something that like us being from a small town and, uh, a town that really struggles with addiction and drug abuse. Um, it's yeah. a really awesome spot. So it's going to make a little bit of a longer day for golf, but you know what? Maybe yeah. we can get a DD up there. We'll have a great time. And I, and, and you know what? Hopefully we win the damn thing too. Fucking right, baby. That's like the best thing about golf. That's the best thing about golf to me anyways. It's like, I know I'm not that great at golf. I know I'm not that good at golf, but like, it's literally just like being out on the course. Like I just hope it's nice weather and we just get a good day with the boys. Honestly. 
Yeah. And like, I, I love scrambles are so much fun too. Like mm-hmm. they're like, there's like way less pressure and like, obviously you want to do well. Like we're all like, you know, used to play sports and are competitive. So like, it's, you want to win, but, um, it's, uh, but no, I'm with you, dude. It's just like getting, that's like when I went up and played golf, like up to camp, I was like by myself. I'm like, I don't know. It yeah. kind of fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> like, like I, grew- I, I literally, I literally almost went like live on IG on the BBB <sighs> like page just so I could like, hopefully somebody went on and I could interact with them. I was like, this right. is fucking miserable. But like I we hope, grew up right. playing uh team sports. So it's like when like you win, like you want to like celebrate with your teammates. Like yeah. if us three go out and we're like, all right, we're going to play a competitive rounds, like me versus you versus you. It's like, if Gola hits a good shot, I'm not going to be happy about it. Cause like, I want to be Gola, but it's like when you're right. playing a scramble and Gola hits a good shot, it's like, Oh yeah. We're fucking, woo, yeah. We're cheering, you know what I mean? We're celebrating. So that's what I love about scrambles. Um, so I have, I gotta, I'm going to like do like a little bit of a brag here and it's just, but I, no, you guys no. will understand what you guys will understand what I'm saying. So one of the best feelings in the world. So I, I texted you guys and said how fucking slow it was when I first played. Right. So there was two kids in front of me, probably teenagers. They weren't playing bad. They were moving right along, but then there was a group of four in front of them. And they were just, Clearly, I hadn't played golf for very long, and they were hacking around, which is, hey, great to get out. It was a beautiful day. Whatever. No big deal. But they were going kind of slow. So, finally, they let the two kids go. So, I'm behind them by myself. So, I hit, I hit a tee shot, and they're still lollygagging up around the green. I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm just, I'm just going to fuck around. I hit a few more balls off the tee. And then, um, so, finally, they get up there, and the guy's like, come on. I'm like, all right. So, I picked the other two extra balls up. I play my shot, whatever. So, they all hit. They're all hitting their drives off number five up there, which is a 410-yard like, par four. So they get up there, and I'm like, so I tee a ball up, and I'm like not really thinking about it, and I get up, and I absolutely just fucking melt one, like right down the middle of the fucking fairway. And it's like, it's so, it's such an awesome feeling when because one of the guys was like, Jesus Christ, or something <laughs> like that. And it was like such a good feeling, right? So to add to it, I'm fucking... So they're coming down the carts, like in the cart path after me. And I just keep going to my ball, going to my ball, going to my ball. So I actually, it, I, it, was, it was like 295. I hit a 295, 300, right around there. I fucking absolutely melted it. So then I hit a wedge. I'm like, so they're behind me waiting. I hit a fucking wedge up at like three hops, checks and stops like six feet from the pin. I'm like, this is fucking unbelievable. Unfortunately, I missed the pot, but... <laughs> Um, Shit. I fucking, I lift the putt out, but it was like one of those things, like when somebody lets you go like through on a golf course and you fucking pound a drive, like right down the middle, it's such a good feeling. Cause they have no idea what you've done before that. Oh, they have yeah. no idea what you're going to do after that. But all they know is you just absolutely fucking like dropped your dick on the table and like pounded one down the middle. <laughs> it is such a fucking, it's a, such a good feeling. That is a good one. It's a really good feeling. Yep. Fuck dude. I haven't played golf in a while. I I, I, don't, I haven't played golf. I'll be going two or three times this week for sure. Well, I never get invited when you play, so I gotta find time like when someone else wants to play with me. I feel like so. <laughs> I feel like I've invited you every time I played. No, nah, we were out in commission. We, we were doing the Colt, you know, staying with people oh, as well. Right. But um, hey, I, so I looked it up. I went back to like 2008 or something, like 2009, 2007 for college football quarterbacks, right? For ratings, what they get rated before they even step on college football field. For quarterbacks. So Trevor Lawrence was a 94 rating. He's the highest one in the last, whatever that is, 15 years. 
There's four guys at 93. Uh, Matt Stafford, Matt Barkley, Terrell Pryor, and Arch Manning. Wow. So I'm not saying like all those guys ended up being like fantastic quarterbacks or whatever, but like he's one of the top five highest rated quarterbacks coming out of high school in the last 15 years. So I hold on. With that being said, if his last name wasn't Manning, do you think he's rated that high? I don't. I can't imagine they take that into effect. You? I Gary. I bet they do. You think so? Yeah. Maybe I don't know how I they rate them. I don't right. know how they rate, but yeah. I don't know. I I'll just, just out there. Um. So I don't watch a a shit ton of baseball, but um, I came downstairs last night and I decided to turn on the Yankees Red Sox game. And uh, I know Shuri is very superstitious about things. And when I turned the game on, I think the Yanks were up by a r- one run. And they brought in Clay Holmes. And then ended up, Sox ended up tying the game in the ninth inning. And then go to the top of the tenth. Yankees scored two runs. And then the Sox end up coming back and hitting a walk-off hit, right? Yeah. So from when I watched the game... The Red Sox basically just did everything right, and the Yankees didn't do anything right. So it's like the superstition in me is oh. like, if I wouldn't have watched that game where the Yankees have won tonight, and I know did, like, did you put on tonight's game? I haven't. No. Oh, because they were down like six two, and now it's they're up seven six. So I was. No, I, thought, I thought that you were gonna say so, is that you no, put on no, 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 no. The Sox are up ten to six. The oh, story so just hit just, a three run double. Holy shit! My guy, batting two hundred. Let's Miguel Castro with a solid inning, two hits, three earned, one walk. Oh, I'm sorry, two earned. Brutal. Uh, uh, Orioles, by oh, the yeah, way, scorching hot. Deal. The whole, the yeah, whole conference is yeah. loaded. The, the, yeah, the, you, you caused the Yankees to not win their 60-second game last night. I feel I know. so fucking bad for you. <laughs> you should watch it more often. <laughs> Just brutal, dude. The Orioles, man, man. Yeah, they are cooking right now. So they're a, they are a game under 500 and the only team in the division that's not in 500. So what, if they win one more, get through a, a nine-game win streak, dude. Every team's 500 or better. It's awesome. Nuts. It's nuts. It's Did you guys... Like one of the latest that all five teams in the conference have been at least 500 or above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Did you guys see the All-Stars were announced today? Yep. Yep. I know they get into like this whole snub and snubs and you know everything like that. And I think the biggest reason why snubs happen is because they make it so every team is recognized for it, you know? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So you'll get these guys. There's a guy, there's a reliever, I think, in the National League, and his last name is like Manipoli or something like that. I and I'd never even heard of the fucking guy. You know what I mean? But it's like he had they had to put someone on the team, so they picked this fucking guy's name was Manipoli. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like I got to say that, that wrong. Play for Pittsburgh. Hold on, who does I he play for? That wrong. I'm looking at it right now. In the National I, League, I think so. <laughs> I thought it was. I, I could um, be saying his name completely wrong. Uh, it was definitely a relief pitcher. Yeah, Mantipoli. Yeah, M A N T I Mantipoli. On the on the Diamondbacks, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the Diamondbacks need to get one player. The rest of the team sucks. So they put Joe Matipoli on the fucking <laughs> All Star team. Like, why is Joe Matipoli making in the All Star game? 
I don't even care what his fucking stats are. No one's heard of this guy. No one knows who Joe <laughs> Matipoli is. So, uh, yeah. I know. It's fucking stupid. It's not like this is Little League, Little League All-Stars where every team needs to be recognized and, like, you know, someone might get butthurt. It's like, come on. Do you know where the All-Star game is? No, I don't. Okay. It's gotta be, does, every team have to, does every team have to re- represent it? Yeah, I think that they do. Really? I didn't Pretty think sure. they did. It's at Dodger Stadium. Interesting. I've never heard of him as well. So, yeah. Um, um, I also hate like talking about the snubs. Is like guys are gonna be hurt in the next couple of weeks, or like pitchers are gonna be like asked not to pitch. So like, let's hold off on the snubs. Like I know I, I'm just saying I'm using an example because I saw it on my thing. But Austin Riley was a snub, but like mm-hmm. he still might make it. Like he's like there's still a couple of days or a week before when they like you know what he gets added. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Like no one's gonna be like, oh, you you were a late ad. No, you were an all star. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't get buried into the the uh, snubs yet. I wonder how you would feel as a player though if that happened. Oh, to you. I'd be pissed if I was a player. Yeah, like I'd almost be like, I don't even want, like I don't even want the fucking all star. Like I didn't earn it. Like I don't want it. I think it's so dumb that it's voted on by by fans anyway. But yeah, well, that's just part of it. I think. Well, you know, but the starters are, and I think it's fucking stupid. I don't think the are the starters like, complete fan vote though. I thought it was. I thought they split it up like one third fan, one third coaches, one third player, or something like that. Yeah. It, or it no, like actually, that. isn't it one the, half fans, one half media, and then the reserves are coaches and players? Yes, the so I know the coaches have like a late addition yeah. of like two guys or something because I remember one time fucking, oh my god, who's a little white guy who played every position for the Red Sox, he got added because his old coach loved him. Oh, my uh, God. He had concussions. Man, it's going to come to me. But, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, it's stupid. Like, you sent us a, in a group chat, G, you sent us a text that said, like, Tatis was, like, fourth in the fucking NL voting for shortstop. Yeah. Like, that, no, I'm sorry. It's, yeah, like, everybody wants to see Tatis play because he's a fucking electric factory. But... It's stupid that he's even like in the conversation. Let's see. Uh, so every team does have to be represented. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Brock Holt. That's what I was trying to think of. Brock oh. Holt in an all-star team because the coach was like, oh, it was his old player. And he was like, I wanted to make sure that. I have somebody that can play every position if I if I need to put somebody in there. And it was like, okay. He didn't end up playing. So MLB is all fan votes. They do it a little differently now. So they they open it up to all positions and they vote on it. Um, and that's phase one. And so th- what they do is they take the top two at each position and then they move those two onto phase two. And then they still have the fans vote on that. So then the fans break down out of the top two who gets picked. You know what I mean? So – I guess it is all fans vote. So I technically Tatis could have started the all-star game this year if the fans were, but it's incredible. Yeah. Pretty wild. Do you, do you guys have anything else? No, uh, I mean, it's weird to be back. I feel like it's been a, it's been a, a, a minute, a long break, but maybe it was a good break. You know, it's good. Mm-hmm. You guys are on vacation. Enjoyed it. So, yeah. 
we were going to record on uh, Wednesday, but Kev was still hungover from Saturday. So. I was. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. No, it wasn't. I was, I was begging to not record that night. I was still fucking tired. I wasn't hungover anymore, but I was just tired, you know? Yeah. I, hey, hangovers aren't one day anymore. When they're, when no, they're, they're not. Month, so. They're not. Well, um, all right. Well, follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, give us a follow. Subscribe uh, to the podcast. We appreciate that. Um, all those subscribes really help us. Um, but we'll record another one Wednesday. We'll drop on Thursday. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Peace. Thanks, guys. Yeah.